Has this ever happened to you? I'm a semi-famous white guy and I want to cheat on my stupid wife so bad. Uh-uh-uh. Oh, nuts! We've lost too many famous to near-famous average-looking white men to this exact line of thinking. Do the thing. What's good, Kramers? What's good, Kramers? Welcome back to the Half and Half Podcast, episode 125. As usual, I'm Vasan Rondas, joined by Aiden Mangan. How you doing, bud? Um, <laughs> I'm, trying, yeah, I know. I'm trying to figure out how um, personal I want to go on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, good, good, but burned out. That's where I'm yeah. sitting now. Yeah. Like non-work-wise, doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to go too personal. Barely. Well, we can say I, this: Aiden I, I is a am... white guy you can trust. Yes. In these trying I... times, where no white man is trustworthy, you can trust that Aiden Mangan guaranteed. Well, thank you, podcaster, like creamers. Um. I, I want to say this. I am okay. Don't worry about that. I'm generally just feeling some burnout on some things. So yeah, like, as you do. Yeah. So just you know, don't worry about me. I'm okay. But just that's just kind of um that's my that's my vibe at the moment. Uh, how about you, man? I'm doing all right. Sort of. I wouldn't say burnout, but sort of the there's like a what's the word? There's like a tedium that comes with sort of the the cycle you go through when you work and stuff, or like there's. I don't know. There's like stretches where like I'm kind of doing. I'm like I'm maybe it's because I'm doing more on my mm. off work hours, but I'm like I'm feeling good. I'm just like carving through day after day after day. And then there's like stretches where it's like my god, each day feels like it's slower and slower and slower. So I mean, it, it oscillates between those two. But I'm mean, I'm fine. Yeah, I definitely haven't had have I haven't had it as rough as you have, at least from a work perspective, because. <laughs> Whenever the word changes gets thrown around the workplace, it usually just means your life's going to be hell for like the next couple of weeks. Yeah, that's yeah. It's a, to give like vague details about my work to the premiers. We have uh, some changes going on with people leaving that I have to like put on the moment, and yeah, it's very busy. But that's kind of adding to the feeling of burnout. But it's all good. We'll get through it. We got this. Um, well, like before we get into anything too, Vasant, I want to give a birthday shout out to um, former and probably future guest for something at one point. Of course, yeah. uh, Leah. Happy yeah. birthday, Leah! Happy birthday, Leah! From the team, us <laughs> over here and a half. From the team, <laughs> they always do that, right? Whatever they wish someone, yeah, or like the they're team. like, or they're sending condolences. It's like a team, and usually it is a team. Like Good Mythical Morning, or like these like sports podcasts, like The Athletic or The Ringer or Barstool. If you listen to them, if you only if you listen to anything that's not part of my take, I will judge you. But they all have teams, so it makes sense with the team. But for us, it's the two of us and like the random guests that haven't really we haven't really been doing guests since I moved up here. But we'll get yeah. I feel I feel like we should do a guest episode soon. It's been a while. 
It's been a long time. I think I think just being graduated now college makes it more difficult because it's just harder to find. Yeah, we learned that you can't just like walk up to someone and be like, "Hey, man, free." <laughs> hey, man, you want to be on my podcast? Yeah, sure. Just got a paper, but I'll just procrastinate on it. I mean, we have another Taylor Swift album coming, so yeah, that's true. We know what that means. You can pen that. So we'll we'll see. That'll happen. Yeah, we'll see what we can do about that. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, like, how, like uh, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out where we pivot from here because yeah, like, we're really we're really <laughs> struggling to get out the gates today. It's, it's I, I'm sorry. Usually I'll say something wacky, but I think the the, the candle is not flickering so hot right now for me. We need a little wind um, lighter flick. I will say before we yeah. proceed, um, mm-hmm. obviously, happy birthday, Leah. That was a positive shout out. This yeah. is more about a, a a scary thing, but if you are listening and you are someone who lives in the southeast region of the United mm. States, yeah, specifically, uh, Hurricane Ian, I think it's made landfall, right? It has, yeah. I've been yeah. seeing some of these very bad in Florida it's very right bad. now. So yeah, for any Floridians or anyone in that vicinity of Florida, because you know the path and all that stuff, uh, stay safe. Uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, you, your friends, family. You know, anyone you know that's in the area are making out okay. As usual, we try and put links and stuff in the description that are related to like societal issues or things that are going on. So I'll try and I'll find like a maybe like a relief fund sort of thing. Hopefully, mm-hmm. someone set up Absolutely. a credible one. And uh, if you have the means, feel free to donate or share it around. But yeah, I just wanted to also point that out. You know, I just wanted to like yeah. make it, you know. Call, call attention to that a bit. I'm sure since pretty much all our listeners live in the United States, I'm sure you all are aware of this, but if you aren't, it's happening. And uh, yeah, hopefully all of you are doing all right. Ditto. Happy birthday, Leah. <laughs> Happy birthday, Leah. <laughs> Go bad. It's like, it's like a hurricane and a birthday. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm feeling burned out, but happy birthday. Uh, there's a hurricane, but happy birthday. <laughs> uh, well, actually, I, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. I have, I have an ex, I, ha- I, I thought of an excellent pivot because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, sometimes the, the banter well runs a little dry. So I was thinking, right, mm-hmm. you've been having a tough time at work, but it's not because you committed an HR violation. No, I did not. Commit HR Unlike violation. some people. We're oh, actually, maybe this we didn't talk about two situations like there's two there's hr two situations that are kind of similar here that we, that we could talk about yeah we had one planned let's do both of them yeah. why not just, the yeah. hr power hour of infidelity and disgrace yeah that yeah, sounds good to me let's do it delightful so we're going to talk about the first one is the most recent one and i think the one that's the most open and shut mm-hmm. I, the story has the most i guess complete completeness uh, sort of i mean obviously this is all we don't get we're not privy to all the information but this one was a lot more like we kind of understand what happened right yeah yeah the, the, there's no details being hidden really at the moment of how severe this might be yeah so the first one we're talking about is uh, how, if you were on the internet yesterday, uh, you may have watched the internet collectively find out who the Try Guys are. 
um, <laughs> they are a group of four individuals. I have a little background knowledge of them in the sense I knew they were a part of BuzzFeed and they bought yeah. the sort of name, like the try, like they would do like a web series and it was the try guys, like this try shit. And I think they bought the like naming rights from BuzzFeed and now they're independent. Like they run as like an independent entity. Yeah, that that's pretty much the only knowledge I had of them because and there's I four knew of them. that like yeah. I remember like I want to say like 2017 or something. Like peak BuzzFeed arrow, you were probably getting yeah. Actually, no, that it, it would it would have been pre 2016 election then, like 2014, 2015. Yeah, like like when BuzzFeed um, videos were. I mean, they're still very popular, yeah. but there was like an era. They were really the content was like king. Yeah, they were popping well. off on YouTube but, constantly. I remember the Try Guys. I never watched any of their stuff. They would get like massive views. And they probably so still do. I, I think you I, check their channel, right? They have like almost eight million subscribers. Yeah, they, they yeah they they're they're pulling it in. Seven point eight million subscribers. I see like their like kind of like average like view count here too. I'm gonna imagine they're breaking million on YouTube views. They're probably you um, hope their retention's yeah, good enough. They. Yeah. They posted one four days ago. They got one point two million views. Like so, they're cracking you know. a mill pretty consistently. Yeah, they're, they're cracking. They're pretty consistently cracking a mill. Um, except yeah. there was there's one video here. <laughs> um, three hundred thirty three thousand views, which has got to be like the lowest I've seen them have. Um, What's it, it about? Is called "We Need to Talk About Texas" featuring Beto O'Rourke. Okay. I, I appreciate I appreciate them trying to probably do something nice, um, but it just shows that their fan base is like, no, we want you to try the Taco Bell secret menu. We don't it, give a it, fuck. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, this is just a, this is just a, a, a the uh, problem with just having Beto O'Rourke come up on your show. <laughs> yeah, the, the, dude, will, the dude just doesn't pull. He doesn't pull. He doesn't pull. Cloud. I will, as a quick aside, I do feel bad yeah. for YouTubers in the sense that once you're kind of locked into a type of content, it's really hard to try mm-hmm. something else because like the algorithm doesn't push it or like your viewers don't care. As you can see with the only three hundred thirty thousand views on like a channel that's consistently tapping a mill, probably. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, by but, the way, I'm looking at their. Their, their thumbnails are like some of the most like atrocious I've ever seen. Well, is like, it like it's, the it's classic? Like, it's it's like it's the classic like soy face on one side, another guy like screaming, pointing like at like something in the middle, holding something, whatever else you know. Uh, comparing it's a bunch of pictures they to probably the other. took, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, like, exactly. I think I think Vasant our our meme this week. We might need to try and do like a soy face uh, YouTube thumbnail. Is soy face how you refer to these thumbnails? Okay, look, look, we know what the soy face is, Vasant. Let's not be daft here. Let's not be daft. Is the soy face just like? Oh, I'm being serious. Is the soy face just the like YouTube thumbnail face? Yeah, like you know the eyes wide, like like. Like your mouth making like a circle, you know, with like open, like, <gasps> like that. Like, you know what I'm talking about, man? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna, <laughs> this, I bet you, I bet because you get off by being withholding that I can't share my screen again. Yeah, I can't. I'll find a soy face for you. And you let me I share my screen and you'll see exactly about. what I'm yeah, talking about. Share my about. screen on an audio podcast. I'm sure this is Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll show you so you know. 
here we go. There's one of Lin Manuel Miranda. What? And, and Chuck Wending or whatever the guy's name was. Soy faces. There uh, you go. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yep. classic a thumbnail face. If you are listening and don't know, it's the classic. You make it O with your mouth and acting really like you're overly shocked. I will say, Aiden, yeah. Uh, I the best thumbnail on their channel mm-hmm. is, and I granted this video is also probably about a serious topic relating to one of the members having a disability because the video is titled yeah. "Why Don't We Care About Disabled People," which like obviously disabled people probably deal with all sorts of like mistreatments that like get ignored or like you know you know what i mean yeah this thumbnail just cracks me up i'm so sorry i don't know why you share something okay hang on yeah um i i have one that i'm gonna raise like i'm I'm gonna raise your best thumbnail with um oh my god (laughs) for the listeners we don't have visual listeners but it's like the thumbnail is um just the in like big like you know cl- not impact font but like big font it says i'm disabled but the guy's just kind of making like a like a flat but, face. like he's like he's like pursed his lips kind of yeah no but the craziest part is it looks like he's being like thanos snap yeah he's like of, dissolved like the like, gradient <laughs> yeah the gradient <laughs> like, on the photo is making it look him. like he's he's being yeah he's being like thanos snapped out of existence and like <laughs> in the middle of thanos, the they are I mean, I guess the concept is we don't care about disabled people, so I guess he's getting Thanos snapped in the thumbnail. But I guess I don't know. That's an insane thumbnail. But I've got another good one here. It's a try guys try colonics. So like you know, again a colonoscopy, and it's 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 Ned the cheater laying on a table, uh, hands over his chest, making a soy face, like a worried soy face. Okay. And it just says in red text, <laughs> butt cleanse. <laughs> oh my god. Butt cleanse? It's like the classic YouTube clickbait thing where it's like, you know, like, you know, grandmother's funeral gone sexual. <laughs> <laughs> Comedically. Oh my god. Well, that's who the tri- that and we've given you a snapshot of their content. They try These are the make- tri- <laughs> and they make classic like youtube like the shit you mean when you think it's clickbait and like the over exaggerated facial expressions but the main reason that we're talking about them is because the internet collectively those who didn't know who they were they're very popular so frankly a lot of people probably know who they are but yeah it was yeah. funny watching the timeline figure out who they are because one of the members of them cheated on his wife which is bad not good yeah goes i've learned saying. that this i've learned that this member's name is ned and name that's is more about the try guys than I was interested in ever learning. So <laughs> right. So it's funny. The way I knew this happened was I like well, like the way like my work day will go often is like I'll wake up and usually the start of my day is like I'll check some emails, I'll kind of like see what I want to get done or what I need to do for the day. And usually like the first 30 minutes is fortunately very chill. Like I usually don't have a meet. If I have a meeting, it's like at the earliest 9 30. So I'll usually be on my, I'll, I'll check TikTok sometime. And I was getting mm-hmm. TikToks about like the try guys, and I was like, I don't care. And I kept scrolling, but they all kept saying like someone was cheating. So I was like, yeah. okay. So I like kind of watched one of them and I was like, huh, interesting. But it's the way it was phrased, it seemed more like rumory. So I didn't know if it was like fairly certain. But then like I saw people on Twitter saying stuff about it. And then I saw like another video where someone was like, no, like it's very clearly something's going on. Mm-hmm. And it did culminate with the the try guys saying they are cutting ties with him. And he himself posting something about how like he fu- he basically admitted he fucked up he shouldn't have done what he did 
and he's going to focus on like reconciling things with his wife and taking care of their kids because i believe they have two yeah which cheating on your partner is bad it's double bad when you do it and you have children with them yeah just want to make that very clear like there's levels of being a bad person here um yeah right i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna read his statement just like the context for the people here uh this is what his i was about to say so first of all his profile picture is has you know most people when like they do like they screw up like this they'll probably change their profile picture so they'll black it out (laughs) anime happy yeah exactly like you know going private (laughs) like but he's he didn't change his profile picture and he's doing like the most soy of soy faces possible. Most classic thumbnail reaction face you can think of. His like, profile picture has not changed. So if you look up Ned, no. it Ned Fulmer. Yeah, Ned Fulmer. So yeah, he's doing his it. he's doing his excited soy face profile picture, and then next to it is just family should have always been my priority, but I lost focus and had a consensual workplace relationship. Sorry, that probably gets me. I'm sorry for any pain that my actions may have caused the guys and the fans, but most of all to Ariel. The only thing that matters right now is my marriage. Ariel's and my children, his wife, that's by where the I'm way. Focus. Yeah, yeah. And my children, that's where I'm going to focus my attention. Um, I, I love the fact that he felt the need to be like, I had a consensual workplace relationship. It's like, dude, like the allegations weren't anything. There was nothing about consent here, dude. <laughs> yeah so was. that's a, yeah and also just to add on to like official statements the try guys themselves issued one saying ned fulmer is no longer working with the try guys as a result of a thorough internal review we do not see a path forward together we thank you for your support as we navigate this change so so i will say it so it sounds like they knew something was going on before everyone else knew something was going on and mm-hmm. uh from like the the, the bits of lore it's weird calling it lords people's lives but the bits of information I've got from like some of the TikToks I've seen, some of what I've seen on Twitter, they were kind of like in some of their later, like the like their latest uploads. He was not very he's in the videos, but they like they don't he's not in them much. Like they cut away mm. from him, or he's not very he's not very involved, even though I think he is a part of the video. Or maybe he, I think there might even be videos where he's just not there. So I think they were aware of this before it like kind of got out that it was happening. Right. I mean, I, As I the think internet that... sleuths and detectives often do. So I think they were kind of like investigating this before it became. Yeah. Evident. I mean, I think, yeah, I think there's definitely like, there was definitely like, they were definitely investigating this, figuring out what was going on because he used to be like super active on Twitter, um, like multiple tweets a month, essentially. So I'm just like looking at this now. And then like he tweeted once in the middle of July, or sorry, twice. Mm-hmm. once at the beginning of august and then after that he didn't tweet again until yesterday when he put out the statement so that whole like, month and a half long period where like you just he was just off the internet essentially so it seems like it, there was probably things happening and then like i bet during that period he was like under investigation by the company or like their team or whatever his co-workers yeah yeah. and so he probably was taking a step back and whatever and all that and like so they were like you know we don't want you like doing too much right now because we don't know what's going to happen yet and we don't want you potentially harming the brand anymore too so like don't tweet and like don't accidentally say something and you know go crazy here um so yeah no it's 
it, it's it's wild though too because like from what again we're learning me and Vasant are learning a lot against our will about the try guys um and one of the things that i've learned is that he was like the definition of a white guy you know yeah, you know so like, I, mean, I think I saw that like all the guys in the group kind of have like they like each represent like sort of a personality trope or mm-hmm. like they kind of have like a thing, right? There's a thing about them, right? Yeah. And so I think he was like a big like he talked about loving his wife, about being and there's nothing wrong with that, but I think there is a little bit there is something to be said about if your whole personality is about loving your wife, then you're probably doing something shady. Yeah, I, the I overcompensation method. What I would say, Vasant, is like if you feel the need to make a compilation video, which is something he did of moments, well, he didn't on do camera, it, but like I, he they, the yeah, the, they his channel or like, whatever, put it out, yeah, yeah. Like if he, like if he, like asked the editors to cut that together or whatever, you know, or if that's like a, a compilation video plan, of like, essentially, yeah. hit, like him and his wife being like absolute goals or whatever that man is probably having sex with another woman yeah I, it felt like such an aggressive cover. yeah yeah it's, it's just such an aggressive yeah it's, it's yes exactly yeah. aggressive cover like it it feels very weird and like at the moment it probably doesn't feel disingenuous because the fans are like oh he's built his whole personality off loving his wife and so you know it's like oh this is just you and know she was apparently in things, videos but, quite a bit as well so it's like yeah. they're a very visible couple to the fan base so it's, it's well, a, as that, a tactic it works because that, like oh that's, yeah that's what that's what makes this even like worse too is that she like there's a good chance that if she was around as much as like you know it seems that she met the person that he cheated on her with possibly it was a producer yeah and that's like i feel like again we could joke about the try guy and everything and whatever um but I do feel really awful for his wife because this is terrible. No, it sucks um, for his wife and kids. Yeah. And I will say, um, I'm not going to say the name because there is a name attached to this producer that. Yeah, I don't want to say. Relations with. I'm not going to say because I don't know for sure. I I don't want to like. This person, I don't want like we did it Reddit potentially. Yeah. On I will one. say, Aiden, if it is this yeah. person, she's married or she's she was engaged. I've I've heard that too about this potential. Yeah, person, so but she like, assuming oof. she was like because the thing where this gets like really murky is there's a power dynamic here, right? Because yeah. I technically yeah. I don't know if the, any of those four guys are like the CEO of the Try Guys brand mm-hmm. or company or whatever. But they're the they're the content they're the they're the talent right so they yeah. hold a level of power over all the people they work with so there is like a weird dynamic of like the talent wanting to have relations with one of the producers mm. but so there is like a power dynamic here but it's you know saying it's consensual and stuff if it is this person she is also a bad person for not I mean, only yeah like abetting cheating but also cheating on someone herself like which here... is just worse here's the thing that's like this is what i like talking about this is complicated because of situations like that and like talking about power imbalances and everything like that but obviously like we we know she's an adult too and she she is she she is grown enough to have a fiance like she is like that she's at that level of maturity in her life right Mm -hmm. so you should understand 
that and again like i i don't want to like i know this is complicated to talk about because power mounts and everything i don't want to put 100 percent because who knows it comes out that like he was like pressuring her or something but she she definitely knows that you're not supposed to cheat on your fiance and you're not supposed to cheat on your spouse like that's so it's hard for me to say, like, you know, entirely, like, she's not to blame at all. Like, you... No, I mean... It takes she two to She carries a level of... So, yeah, she carries yeah. a level of blame. Honestly, he, he's... It's it's going to stand out more but, with him because he's the talent yeah. and his whole persona around being a family guy. And, yeah. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, like, we're make, we're memeing on how, like, it's funny, like, this scandal made a bunch of people be like, who are the Try Guys? And people, like, fell down this rabbit hole. But... It's mm-hmm. a it's a shitty situation. I feel bad for his wife, and I mean, I feel bad for the other three. I assume they were all at least somewhat friends, if not like good friends with each other. So like, it probably does. I mean, yeah, I'm sure bit. they. I, I I would like to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that like this blindsided them, you know. Yeah, and judging like, by the fact that they did this investigation and they got rid of him, uh, you know, they. It, it seems to me they took it seriously. Like, uh, like that. They they didn't do this because it came out and then they fired him. Like they investigated, they fired him, and then that the reasoning came out after, you know? Yeah. Um and, and that like that 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 yeah. shows to me that like it like I think I just want to like give them potential credit about this that once they found out about the situation that they did take it seriously. Like they should and they they made sure to do their due diligence and yeah. then when they when it was kind of like clear and then honestly they saw the internet reaction, it was kind of like, okay, well. Well, actually, I think I think what happened was I think they let him go, and then he put his statement out after. So I think I think that's the order of events. So I can see if I can find like timestamp roughly. No, I think you're right, see. and I think yeah. what's I think what I will say uh, I do it, it is kind of sad in a way. Like I I'm gonna say I'll give them credit for doing the right thing. I do think some people are portraying them as saints, and I'm like, okay, well, there's also like a potentially serious business liability that this creates well of course you are yeah. and having a relation with someone who you would hold they, some power over yeah he's the talent so there is that element and there's also the element of it being morally wrong so like i'll give them credit for making the right choice and i get the, there's sort of a tendency to almost over credit people because we don't see the we don't see people making these choices very often like people do clearly wrong things where there should be some consequence and they do like some very slap on the wrist punishment or what have yeah. you yeah so I'll give them credit, but I also think some people are overstating how like it's like this is what they should have done. <laughs> yeah. Um I'll say this. So it seems like in that day, the there like there were rumors coming out that like he did cheat. But he, yeah, they did fire him before his statement. So I, I would like to say that like I, I, I'm gonna give them benefit of the doubt just by the timeline stuff that I think that they were investigating this for a bit. Yeah, or maybe they were like investigating and they were like kind of mulling over like and then like the room like and then they're like well they were like well it's out there now so we might because they were probably coming up with some sort of strategy on how yeah yeah in a certain way about removing a guy and they they probably want to be respectful to his wife as well and like not like do it in a way that she's like okay with and they're not airing out but once it got out there it was like well we might as well you can't wait there's no his oh. His Twitter bio is still official dad of the at try guys. Yeah, they got it. I will say I was on the official account to read off that apology. They already removed him oh. from the they removed him. He's not on the description anymore. Oh well yeah, you have to, yeah. He's got um, he might need to update that, my boy. I will yeah. say shout out to the people who run like the Try Guys wiki who kept like changing him to being like it was like married man or it was like try it was like 
what is his role and like people would put like adulterer or whore or sinner <laughs> like people were just going in and making edits so that's um, really funny that's really funny Way to use um, your, your your wiki moderation powers for jokes. Yeah. I respect it. That's that's good stuff. I'm I'm happy about that. Um, by the way, I will say too, credit to their um, credit to their fan base. Uh, they have not been kind to Ned, from what I could tell, ever since this broke. So I I respect that the fans do also that this is bad behavior. And I'm happy to see them react in a way that makes sense, you know, instead of being like, they're lying. <laughs> yeah, that's it's not that is, true. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, it's all in all, it's been it's been a humorous situation from like the reaction and some of the discourse, like just fucking not even discourse, yeah. just people like fucking around, like just making fun of the fact that this guy cheated on his wife. But like, yeah. there's not really been much of like defending the guy. <laughs> which is good because he did something bad and yeah you know i for the sake of their kids hopefully they can work something out whether it be like a co-parenting but they separate or i mean hey if mm-hmm. they decide they want to stay together that's their choice but you know all the best for his wife and his kids and uh yeah definitely i mean you know, um, like, i mean i don't care about them this will probably be the only time they come up on the show but i mean all the best of the other three try uh, guys yeah uh, unless there's some insane update we get before like that unless there's the an, unless another try guy to talk about try. like yeah um i'm gonna try pedophilia hopefully not oh jeez <laughs> uh, that's a joke satire just I, I don't i'm not accusing any of them but i'm just saying like we're going to go from trying infidelity to trying something just abhorrent. Like, one mm-hmm. of the try guys tries murder, and it's like, wow. <laughs> I think I think as just a policy entering uh, 2023, less, less try guys, more shy guys, you know? Indeed. Yeah. Shy guy doesn't have scandals. He just play, no. he, he'd just be racing around, playing sports. Absolutely. Exactly. He's got... Look, underrated bat in Mario Superstar. Uh baseball like let me tell you for sure <laughs> hey, but wait couldn't he'll, you say he'll, ned, put, he'll put one out of the park occasionally couldn't you say ned who was a try guy was a shy guy because he had on a mask mm, oh true that <laughs> mask who's pretend to be a family guy no peter griffin <laughs> <laughs> and now through the drama we're sifting <laughs> what's next Try guy going to be sniffing glue. Oh my uh, god. Finding the boo. Uh. <laughs> is he is he an adulterer? Uh. Does it fit the shoe? Uh. <laughs> who, who said who said I was burned out, man? Like come on. <laughs> it's coming back. He's coming back. <laughs> After Aiden tried burnout, he's back. <laughs> Yeah, I meant just like the racing game, not like real life. Don't worry. Don't worry. But doesn't it make sense? He's a tried guy, so we tried out a marriage, tried out being a parent, but then realized it was a oh. parent. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're having too much fun with the, the try guy slam poetry. As, as we enter the end of the Zoom call, do we want to try talking about another guy who also committed adultery? Yes, we're going to take a quick break and then talk about more Mm -hmm. HR violations and infidelity. So see you guys on the other side. All right. 
And hopefully you guys enjoyed that slam poetry session we've had. Uh, we're back. We're going to talk about more adultery, more HR violations. It's 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 bad. And this one this one hits a little more close to home, doesn't it, Aiden? Uh, it it does for me. But I just have to say one more thing. Um, it's a guy who tries. He wants something on the side. Uh, I'm not talking fries. <laughs> oh my god. He's cooking. He's cooking. I'm cooking, I'm cooking right now. Don't stop me, okay? <laughs> so we leave we leave the world of uh YouTubers and online influencers and content creators to the world of sports and in the NBA, where Boston Celtics head coach Ime Udoka has been sus- has been suspended by the organization. For the entirety of the of the 2022 to 2023 season, citing violations of team policies, that initial statement about him potentially being suspended for violating team policies was put out by Woj, I believe, and then Sham yeah. said it was because he had what has been described by the reporting as a consensual relationship between him and a staffer, someone who's on the someone on the staff mm-hmm. for the team. And then, you know, it sort of progressed and then sort of, you know, he's been suspended. As far as information that we actually know that's come out, there has apparently been, there's been a information now that's come out that said like, uh, um, he apparently might've been making inappropriate comments towards this individual. Mm -hmm. So that's why the consensual, I say, based on what the reporting has said but it's kind of up in the air as far as like what surrounds that you know like consensual yeah. but was this woman pressured into it was she harassed like what and you know and then consensual also becomes tricky because there is a power structure because he is the head coach of the team yeah i mean like and at, at the very heard, it's assumed it's someone who yeah. works like beneath the head coach position in terms of the hierarchy yeah. of the the team yeah i mean like the thing is um no matter what exactly happened, um, there are roles where you aren't supposed to date someone or have a relationship or have sexual, uh, just any sexual interaction at all with people who are like below you in the ranking of the company. Because um, it's a huge liability because it immediately yeah. looks like you're using your power to have that relationship. And even if you're at the same level as a coworker, their HR, I am like, you know, you go through mm-hmm. HR training at I would hope all jobs yeah. when you start. And HR is very kind of kind of they'll they'll kind of be like, well, we'd rather you don't because it can get kind of messy. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and usually if you do, like I imagine they prefer you guys be like in different departments, like where you don't really interact. Like, you know what I mean? Like in a, a case, yeah. situation where you're not interacting with each other so much, where yeah. the relationship could become like some sort of conflict of interest or cause some workplace dispute. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, him getting suspended, and people were, like, very confused about the situation. And this Um, goes on the report. Which, by the way, I I, I just want to say, it it shows also how young NBA Twitter is. It's like, oh, it's like a bunch of 16-year-olds. They know NBA Twitter is, like, the worst sports Twitter in a lot of ways. Like, first of all, the reporting, abhorrent, because we were getting it piecemeal, and it's a take industry, so it's take after take after take after take. I even had, like, I, I mean, I don't get much traction on my Twitter anyway, but, like, I tweeted mm-hmm. some stuff about, like, mm-hmm. I said there's definitely something more going on because, understandably, like, it's an HR violation, so that's at play. 
But mm-hmm. I said, like, it feels like we're missing some of the story. And then I just deleted it because I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just sit back and wait till the whole story comes out anyway. Because, like, all we knew was he violated policies. Then it was he had consensual. And the, the, the problem is when you, fra- you, the way the story was, like, presented was, like, he had consensual sex and he's getting in trouble for it. And it's like, that's yeah. a really reductive way of looking at what's having a relationship with a coworker who is, I'm pretty sure, underneath him in the power structure. And on top of that, there's information about unwanted advances. And apparently there's more, but I doubt they're going to release that because I don't think the Celtics intended to release most of this stuff. No, I'm waiting for the source that winds up leaking it from inside the organization. Because uh, I I don't believe that the Celtics are going to comment further on the matter particularly. Yeah, I will say... Um... Brad Stevens had a very he had a he, he like spoke about it right mm-hmm. he they kind of made it a press conference and I thought he had a very good like I thought he handled it very well and I yeah. think it's important that they called it out uh, him and the majority owner talked about um, how like it's really unfair that like because people the minute that happens people were going in and trying to find who it was they found yeah, you know, as there's a picture of a woman that was being circulated around who's on the Celtics staff, and I think probably others. There's one who was being circulated around a lot, mm-hmm. and they don't deserve that. You don't know the, you don't know the, and true, look, you don't know the, the, the who it is. Now, are we going to sit here and say that this woman is completely free of blame? We don't know the whole situation, assuming because here's the thing: the imp- the inappropriate comments thing makes this a lot more dicey. Because yeah. now it seems like he was kind of being weird and pressury. But in a world where it was like a purely consensual thing, yeah, she was involved in some level of infidelity. Though there's also reports that Udoka and Nia Long, who's an actress and someone, she's an actress, right? Yeah. You're right. An actress and someone who they who they had a relationship. There's reports that they've been separated. So I'm not going to get into like, the, you know, infidelity is kind of like up in the air as far as like, you know what I mean? Were they together? When this was yeah. going on? Were they? So I don't know. Point being, sure, you could ascribe some blame there, but like, there's really not much to go on. And even then, like, you, what's the point in trying to find out? Because everyone is like saying, "Oh, it's the internet. Uh, we do this." It's like, no, you can have a brain and be like, "This woman, there is no knowledge that she's the person that's even being reported here." Mm-hmm. Now, a yeah, random absolutely. woman is being drug around on Twitter, associated with these rumors. That's going to impact her life. You know, if she has family or friends who don't really know what's going on, they're going to be like, yep. are you involved? If they have a partner, their partner would hopefully, you know, there's trust there. But even then, that's still something you don't want to have to explain to your partner. Like, oh, it's not me. Like, you know, it's just really annoying. So I think you talk about how NBA Twitter seems super young. I think that was another example of just like, there was no need. Like, and it wasn't like funny. Absolutely. It wasn't useful. You know, like the Celtics know who this person is. We don't really need to. Because what's the value in us knowing who it is on the staff? So what, so we can make mm-hmm. jokes about them whenever we see them? Or like, it's hard enough to get into coaching, assuming it's like a yeah. coaching staff member, as a woman in the NBA and in a lot of men's professional sports. So like, back off a little bit, guys. There's no, there's nothing, to, there's no, like everyone wants to know. I get it, curiosity. But like, that was... I think that was the scummiest part of like the discourse around it was like people trying to like find who it was and being mm. potentially wrong. And it sounds like some people were wrong. 
based on the fact that they felt the need to call out that there was a lot of staff members being dragged into the public eye unwillingly. Yeah, so. no, definitely. Um, yeah, no, that's what that's what makes that all um, like very difficult. Like it's it's what makes like just having the situation difficult is there's this really big black box that we can't get into as the public. Um, mm. Also, we really shouldn't get into everything there. It would be nice to know exactly what occurred in the sense of like what did he do that was like considered like suspension worthy. Um, what was in his contract that he violated, things like that. Um, why, like, how did this come about? Like, how did we find out about? Like, it'd be nice to know things like that, but there's certain things, like the woman involved her in, uh, anonymity, took me a few times to get there, that I think are important to kind of preserve. Because, again, like, the, it, it was described as consensual as first the press, but again, like, we talked about this with power imbalances and everything, um and again i'm not like yes these are these are grown people too and like i said that's what makes this all so kind of difficult but it depends like, really like what was he saying to her too and like I, that also goes for the last story too like it, like well we don't know exactly what was happening here. like and that's what makes people just like speculating or trying to figure out oh like like like, like it's just like normal gossip you know it'd be like oh who did he sleep with it's kind of like really weird and exploitative Yeah. So, yeah. And I think like what you have to understand is like, I think people are so fixated on this, like the sex aspect. Now yeah. I will say that consensual has been called into question in my opinion. Yeah. Sorry. My, right. my head, my headset fell off. What'd you say? No, I was saying, I think people are really fixated on like the fact that there was consensual sex and the consensual part is very alleged now. Yeah. Very alleged. Yeah, but, like, even if it is consensual, like, people don't understand that this is, like, a liability for your organization, and you mm-hmm. sign a contract as a head coach, and in there, this stuff is specified. You have to abide by workplace guidelines. There's rules, man. And for no, the people absolutely. who are sitting here saying, like, oh, I bet other people have done the same stuff, if they have, I agree that they should be held accountable. Mm-hmm. But, like, well, that, hell... That... Yeah, go ahead, sorry. That is the aspect that like there there is aspect here there's an aspect here that is also um difficult to talk about there so you're saying like it's not like you know oh it's probably happened before so like, like that's like what people will say um what people also bring up too is like it's finally someone like there's finally a coach being held accountable for this and by the way that some insiders and not necessarily insiders but talking heads were talking about it they make it seem like this does occur like relatively commonly, which is concerning. That is um, concerning. But the fact that it was like the Celtics' first black head coach is the one that gets held accountable for the first time. Like I get yeah. that. That's yeah. Yes, that. That's and the difficult. I will say on this front, the Sarver yeah. thing, which we are not going to get into because that's its whole um. That's a bunch of it's a that's its own mess. Robert Sarver should sell the team. I think we can yeah, both agree, yeah. and he's trying to, which good. Yeah. But people will point that the NBA's punishment of Sarver is a lot less harsh than what Odoka is getting. But what people don't realize, it's the Celtics as an organization. Yes, yes. punishing Udoka. It is not an yeah. NBA mandate. 
So now we can't, I don't know the history of the Celtics inner workings. And I'd like to hope that this is the first time someone's violated it. And maybe it's not the first time, but the person who violated it was such a like innoc like they weren't that notable that they just got fired and you didn't even notice. So it's the if the Celtics are just doing like as an organization, they're like, we're gonna hold people accountable to our rules and policies. Mm-hmm. Good for them. And the other teams that are letting this stuff slide should probably get it together. Yeah. No, absolutely. And um I mean shit on Twitter. It's, it's... Yeah, yeah. I, I was just gonna say, like, if it, again, if it is something that does occur commonly, that's it, it's it's yeah. a shame that like it, again, it's hard to be like, oh yeah, like he should have been the first one to get called out. And like, yeah, the, I, the like, optics of that, I am not ignorant of, and honestly, you and yeah. me as non-black but, people can't like we're not. Yeah. That's on our discussion to have, but but I also don't think let's. Let's let's just go ahead and call out the rest. Then let's figure out who's doing things wrong like that. Yeah, um, this this is like I'll say too though, this is a team rule, so it might not be a rule for every team. That's Which very concerning too to me. <laughs> yeah, but like, like again, they might there might be rules with other teams. Like oh, if you report it to HR, and again, that might be a rule with like the Celtics too. Like if you bring this relationship and you're transparent with HR or something, mm-hmm. then you can do it or whatever. But. Um, like it's yeah, it's just people. I think miss they're not seeing the forest through the trees here, you know, and they're kind of just like getting you're spending him for consensual sex. Like what? Like how? Like why? It's like well, let me tell you, you're 17. You don't understand. Like power, power imbalances are a real thing and very problematic. And organizations, monsters like like Harvey. Yeah, it's it's when you when you don't put people in check for it, that's how you wind up getting people like Harvey Weinstein that just went along for decades doing things like that, you know? And yeah. again, I'm not at some saying, point we need to call this out. Yeah, yeah, I understand the optics of it being Udoka. Yeah. And look, I'm not I'm not here saying that Udoka is as bad of a person as Harvey Weinstein or anything. Like we don't know enough about the situation to make a claim like that, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's it's just important to understand like why it is something you can get in trouble for. Yeah. And I mean, hell, like I saw a clip uh, that's been around on Twitter that Nick Young, former NBA player, said a Wizards cheerleader got fired after mm. sleeping with him and another player. So oftentimes it's the organization's like, well, the player's an asset that's more valuable than a cheerleader, so the cheerleader's going to have to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, like, if the cheerleader, like, let's, once again, we're making, we have to make a lot of assumptions here, but, like, purely, con- assuming pure consent, yeah. I assume, like, the, I assume, like, they, the cheerleader, like, the other staff or health, assistant, like, you can't have sex with the players, like, any of the other yeah. staff. Yeah. So, but I'm saying, like, this stuff happens in the background, but you don't hear about it, because who's going to report on a cheerleader? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, but a head coach, yeah. bigger deal. And I think another thing that the Celtics and it's it's a difficult PR situation. NBA media day was really weird. Oh yes, with the team because like by by the way, I just want to put my yeah. <laughs> um the half and half podcast. Uh, we are taking the first stance here. If you are going to fire a cheerleader for having sex with a player, it you either have to let both of them be fine or neither of them. Fine. Yeah, I think like it's that, a little that's that's not fair. That's not fair. Not I think fair. we can both agree on that. 
I agree. I it's not fair. We kind of we kind of grazed past that part of it, but that is yeah, very much uh, yeah, yeah. It's fun. not fair, and I think yeah. the problem is like you won't hear about that, right? Like you're not going to hear about that stuff. Yeah, and that sucks because if you hear about it, like the reality is, is like both people committed a violation of rules. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and that but the one side. I think the reason you don't hear about it is because players and like head coaches and high-end execs they are held to different standards i think that's why you don't hear about it mm-hmm. no, i think that's why people are like it's been happening and i'm glad an organization took a stance on it whether this is the first time it's happened or not and i understand the optics of doka being a black head coach for the boston celtics but like we need this is stuff that needs to be addressed we don't need this extracurricular nonsense happening within an organization if a player wants to go fuck around outside the org a coach wants yeah, to do fine. that. If you want to go cheat on your wife, that's not good. But like, do that outside of the structure of an organization where there's a lot of problems. You know what I mean? You shouldn't yeah, do it. Period. Absolutely. But like, if people are going to sleep around, then don't do it. You know what I mean? Do it in like a legal, ethical manner, and don't do it with like <laughs> staff members. Yeah, and again, okay. If assuming that someone's doing these things not because of you know, it's, they get off on the power, essentially. Like, they just genuinely, like, want to have sex and they find attractive. I want to tell you all about today's sponsor, a little app called Tinder. Um, <laughs> it's not actually our sponsor, don't sue us. Um, but, like, seriously, like, there, there's so many avenues to just, like, you know, go get, go get yours that, without having to go within your job, like, come on like just like again um, unless and again you're a very bad person if this is the case unless you get off with like the fact that you are held to a higher standard than the other person in like terms of your job structure like what like what are you gaining here by just trying to like strike up an affair with like someone else in your organization yeah and let's make something very clear udoka did this this is not something happening yeah. oh absolutely yeah right like, i think yeah. because of the optics sometimes it might feel like he's a victim but he he made a choice he made a conscious choice to do what he did. absolutely and yeah. the, the true gravity of what he did is not come out it to me seems like it's consensual is a very loose term for what might have actually been going on and mm-hmm. you know got you know uh for the sake of the woman involved i hope it's not like something that gets into like really really uncomfortable and you know terrible ethical waters but it sounds like he was being inappropriate in a way that was not just them agreeing to have sex with each other but making inappropriate remarks and i feel bad for the players because like as an organization i don't blame the celtics for not like telling the players the extent of what they got from like and they apparently brought in a law firm and stuff to do an investigation so they've taken this pretty fucking Mm -hmm. seriously yeah so i don't blame them for not maybe giving the players too much information because like they don't need to know but i do yeah. wish they gave them like some sort of guidance on how to answer I... the questions because i felt bad to <laughs> like players like tatum and grant williams be like yeah shit dude i found out on twitter just like the rest of y'all i don't know what the hell to tell you yeah i it, it, if they at least gave them like it would have been good if brad you know called like sent out an email a text like a group like a team call whatever Brad being Brad Stevens, their old coach and current team president, for those that are in the way. It probably would have been a good idea to do, like, something like that, to just, like, inform them, like, hey, there's this investigation going on. Uh, we can't speak anything about further than this. Those people ask me about moment. it. Yeah. Just leave it but alone. Just so you know, 
your head coach might be suspended next season. If people ask you about it, just like no comment. Like no comment. Yeah, and I mean like the comments, like I think Tatum handled it well. He was like, At the end of the day, we gotta we got we have goals as a team, we gotta work for it, mm-hmm. we gotta start from day yeah. one like everyone else. Yeah. Like I think he did a good job. I think Jalen Brown did a good job because he was uh, he, I mean, cause he said like, he heard some, he heard about the potential, but apparently it's more than that. And he was like, I just don't want to speak on it. It's confusing. Yeah. A lot of us are yeah. confused. Um, I will say Marcus Smart's is like weird where he was like, you know, uh, I love eBay as a person and a coach or whatever. And I do agree. Like he's still a good coach. Oh yeah. He did, well, he did a great job with the team last year, obviously. Uh, yeah, his, his ability, yeah. His skill set is not the problem. It's what he did as a person. That's a problem. So yeah. Um, I do respect the. I do appreciate a lot of them just being like, I don't know. Uh, I do feel bad that like a lot of them were kind of like left out to dry a little bit on media day because there were a lot of them are like, I don't know. It's been confusing. It's been hell for us because like you come into the season expecting to, you know, see coach, get back to work. And then there's this mm-hmm. whole extra drama that's, and you know, who has to deal with it? Not Udoka is suspended for the year. Potentially yeah. will not coach the Celtics again. Might not coach ever again, depending on the, especially the severity of what's happened here. It's, but yeah, he kind of no, gets absolutely. to go AWOL, right? He gets to kind of hide away in silence. But his players are going to be answering questions about this for the rest of the year. And I feel bad yeah, that they've kind of like yeah. they've got to be, they've got to answer for something that is not their fault or they have no responsibility to be accountable and, for. It's not their job. And look. You you know you you know for a fact that like say the Celtics like they go ahead and get off to a slow start in the season. People like, are just gonna some, keep asking. Someone's gonna ask like one of these stupid reporters is gonna say something like you know, hey like do you think things would be going differently if Ime was still the coach? <laughs> you know like there's gonna be like, dude like come on like what am I supposed to say to that? Like I don't like you, you know because that's that's a difficult question because you either say no it's it's you know we stand by our current coach and like everything which then makes it seem like you really don't care about EMA's coaching at all or you say yes and that makes your current coach look bad so it's like they're they're gonna get some bad unfair questions during the season depending on things so it's gonna be tough. Yeah, it's it's one of those. It's a situation where Udoka did something wrong, and he should be held accountable for it. We're not going to speak on the severity of what he did. It's bad. How bad? We don't know. And frankly, yeah. we may not, we might not know for a while. Yeah, um, very. Possible. I'll give the. I don't like usually organizations. You're not going to. I'll give credit to the Celtics leadership for like investigating it, taking action. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're they they're yeah. very like set. Uh, you know, I think we both understand there is like an optics thing with blackhead coach. That's like, why is he the first one being held accountable? But at the same time, I just feel like we need to address this behavior across the league with these potential HR violations. And like you said, the case with allegedly apparently Nick Young and a cheerleader, cheerleader didn't deserve to be let go if she's the only one being let go, right? Why is she the only one suffering for an act of Mm -hmm. two people making a choice, you know? So there's a lot of stuff that needs to get worked out. And I honestly, the people I feel the most bad for are it's the woman who just got randomly dragged around like they were the ones involved when we really don't know who yeah and i do feel i'll admit i feel somewhat bad for the players as well because like they're left to answer for a situation that they didn't really ask for Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah they don't know they they didn't know anything about this clearly like they're just like i like there's like 
yeah, this is surprising and weird and a tough thing to like emotionally deal with. So yeah, uh, the lessons here are don't yeah. cheat on your partner and don't commit HR violations. Absolutely. And don't leave other people to clean up your mess, by the way. Yeah. I think 100% that's the lesson to take away from this episode. <laughs> don't cheat on people and don't commit HR violations. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested, actually, too. Like, I mean, like, or you don't want like a journalistic outlet or anything, but, um, you know, if anyone's listening and like you work in HR or like you kind of like know kind of like how the HR system, like how HR at your company would handle something like this, I'm curious because I did see some people online who maybe know about HR policies like at their company. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. you know your HR policies at your company, but like they might work like adjacent to HR or they might work in HR, and a lot of them are like. Yeah, people are fixating too much on at the time when it was reported as consensual sex. They were like, yeah, people are so focused on that aspect. But like at a lot of companies, like you're getting fired immediately. Yeah. Not so like, it, you know, I think there is like a big HR implication. So I am curious because, you know, Udoka is only suspended for a year. Now, granted, he might officially be terminated as well. Like they might have just done the suspension to kind of like give them time to like make a decision. But mm-hmm. I, w- I would just be curious because I think that's what people are missing is like the Celtics are like a company, right? So like they're, those elements are still there. Of like there's rules and stuff, you know. I don't know. I just I hate Definitely. I hate tra- I hate traditionalism so much because like that's all I'm <laughs> seeing about this situation where people are like, ah, oh, well, people have always been having sex with the the tamps yeah. or the like, dude. That doesn't mean it's good. Just because people used to do something doesn't mean it's mm-hmm. good. We used to do a lot of things that we don't do anymore because they were. We used bad. to give people. We used to give people cocaine as medicine. <laughs> <laughs> There's some people who were like, yeah, "Hell yeah, we should do that again." Jesse Gallant, apparently, allegedly, haven't done it. Not drug. Uh, the trail to Oregon, baby. Um, I mean, just kind of like put a button on this. You know, I'd say like something like, you know, me and the Try Guys. We used to kick it up and watch things on the Roku. Now, now I lost my family. Like I may a Doku. <laughs> what Udoku, what Udoka did was allegedly vile. What he actually did, hidden away, secret, X file. <laughs> awesome. That was great. <laughs> and with that, we will take a break and transition into our closing segment of today. And welcome back. After talking about HR violations and adultery, uh, let's talk about something that's enjoyable, exciting, fun, not committing infidelity. Um, not we're yeah, ta- we did, like, we, we're through the infidelity hour. We made it. The infidelity arc for this episode is over. So we wanted to kind of do uh, an album a discussion about Chris Patrick X-Files. Now, Chris Patrick is like an up-and-coming hip-hop artist, so some of you may not be as familiar with him, but sort of similar to Air Park, we've had some interaction with him on Twitter exclusively. If not, neither of us have actually met Chris. That would be cool yeah. one day, maybe if he comes up here to Philly, PA to perform, we'll check him out. But sort of like mm-hmm. Air Park, there is like some connection, right? Like Air Park, you've mm-hmm. met them I think they follow, they interact with the show sometimes when we like. Yeah. Speaking of, um, we aren't talking about this episode, but Air Park, their debut album, Prehistoric Feeling, out now. Go give it a listen. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll probably do a similar thing where we'll do like an album sort of discussion at the end of one yeah. of the episodes as well. So we say that to say like obviously like you might be inclined to think we're biased and that's fair, but uh, I do like to think that we, we like to associate ourselves with talented individuals. I, so, I think so. I like that yeah. So we're going to talk about Chris Patrick's X-Files. It's out. It's been out for a while, actually. We, like, had a Twitter interaction saying we're going to review it. And we kind of got log jammed because, like, we had some episodes where we were talking about other stuff. And obviously, we have to listen to these projects. And then the Forever mm-hmm. Story came out. And I don't think Chris would take offense to this. That's, like, a big album to us. <laughs> legit, right? Yeah. So we wanted to get that done. But we're hitting X-Files. And it's interesting that we're doing this after reviewing Jid because Chris Patrick has like a lot of Dreamville tendencies to me. So mm, I agree. Yeah, I definitely agree. So we're gonna talk about it. We're not doing our typical track by track breakdown, but we will be highlighting songs and just general things we like about it, obviously. And hopefully we'll mm-hmm. encourage you to at least check it out or maybe check out a couple tracks. And Chris, if you've listened to the entire episode, sorry we made you listen to Ned and Udoka's infidelity arc or hr arc but you're here now you're here for the good stuff or you probably didn't listen or if you did you click the timestamp. i won't fault you yeah i understand we get it it's we fun. get it we get it <laughs> you missed some great slam poetry that's all yeah i will say that the slam poetry what's on the next nice. album <laughs> um chris if you do hear this vasant actually is good so please put him on at least um yeah Anyway, so is there, I'll go ahead and open it for you. So like, yeah, like, what do you, what do you think about X-Files? I think before this, he's done, like, I think, like, mostly EPs, right? Like, this is probably the, like, the lengthiest project he's put out. Yeah, I mean, like, his, I mean, he released, um, I want to say, was it, like, end of 2020? It was, like, like For the Heart or something, right? From the Heart Volume 2. From the Heart Volume 2, that I feel like, I feel like you call, that's nine songs. I feel like that's an album. You know, I feel like, so. Well, I, I, I wouldn't call this his debut album because of that. So, but it is like a still an album early. It's like career. a, it's more of a lengthy collection of stuff from him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like it a lot. I think it's really good. <laughs> it's like, I, I was really happy listening to it. Um, yeah. I like, I don't know exactly like how we want to approach it, but kind of just giving general thoughts about it. Um, I like a lot of his decisions he made with like different flows on the tracks and everything. A lot his variety is good. Yeah. And a lot of like the switching up feels like that he does during a track on beats are very natural, very uh like very pleasing to the ear, definitely. Um I think that his beat selection overall is like really nice on this. And I think he does a good job giving you different types of songs too um like there's there's some that are very i would say everything on here is pretty lyrical honestly like i'm i don't want to say that there's anything that's non like he does some things that sound there's one song snakes which sounds like very like playboy cardi-esque i don't know if you got that vibe too Um, i think because he's a younger artist you can tell like where some of the influences come from or like whether maybe some of the unintentional you know sort of sounds come from but yeah i agree i think what you fall into sometimes when you're when I like I'm not even old I'm like I'm young too but like but like up and coming artists is like they get really fixed some of them get really fixated on like a sound right like there's mm-hmm. like your rapidy rap guys 
and there's your guys who are really melodic and there's nothing wrong with kind of having a style but the problem is you have to find variety with it and i think what he does well is he's like kind of good at a lot of different things right like i think i i definitely agree i think and i think he's like he's trying some sounds on here that i feel like it is like the first time he's put out something publicly with these sounds from like what i've listened to and i think you would agree too from everything you've listened to with him and i think it's cool that he's doing that and like you know from a guy who like i discovered like i my personal discovery of him was when he was on shofu's pokemon cypher because he won mm-hmm. like the contest they did and then yeah. he did some tracks with him like and is, by the way if anybody's never heard that pokemon cypher that verse is hard that's I hard just, like absolutely it is hard crushes that crazy. verse but like yeah and then like he's progressed so much like he's mm-hmm. so much more like he's very like if we're just doing rapidy rap he's got it like I, I think like he's had that but like yeah the melodies are really nice i mean like hell he got in the song he got on 2k is like melodic you know it's and it's kind yeah. of it's like repetitive in sort of an anthemic way so i think he's done a good job not getting he's not settling right like there's artists who are like mm-hmm. this is my sh- this is my sound i'm gonna just this is going to be my shtick. I'm going to work in this. And that's fine. You can master a sound and be able to do a lot within it. But he's somehow simultaneously found a nice balance between kind of like, he probably has his preferences for what he does. He probably likes like the more, you know, and like, this is not to say like, he's not original, but like the J. Cole style of rap, which I think that's kind mm-hmm. of where his, he tends to fall when he's just rapiding, rapidy rap sort of stuff. He probably, that's probably his mode generally. And he's good at it, but like the melody stuff or like, there's a song on here, Fly Away, just feels like a better version of anything I heard on Honestly, Nevermind. I, yeah, I was going to say... It I, has a house beat, it, doesn't it? It, it, it? it, like, this is, like, a super shallow comparison to me because people are going to say, like, you know, oh, like, this is, like, the, like, you know, listen to some house music, Aiden, which, like, fair. Um, it reminds me a bit if, like, All Night by Chance the Rapper went wrong. But like not in the sense that's best. I actually really like the song a lot. It might like it's one of my favorites on the album. It's one of my favorites on the album. But in the sense like if that night that he's talking about where it's like, you know, I'll have I've been drinking all night, I've been drinking all night was just like I took ecstasy and now I'm like freaking out. <laughs> like if I, but also like the beat in the background being like a house beat, I think is really smart. Cause it kind of em- like it emulates the music you would hear at that point. And even though he's having thoughts that are like racing and like wild, there's like a juxtaposition of what exactly. he's saying and the yeah. vibe that the beat creates. And also, and like, it, I but think, it's it's a yeah. very smart juxtaposition too, though, because it fits with the environment that he'd be in at that moment. Yeah, and that that's really why like I think it's like particularly clever. About also, it. like the reason I say it's a better version of Honestly, Never Mind is. Mm-hmm. I mean, my main issue, honestly, never mind. The production at times could get samey, though. I thought there were some pretty good beats on there. Drake is lifeless on honestly yeah. never mind. Chris has there's like <laughs> intonation, there's energy, there's I feel like I can relate to where he is, where like you're in a club, you're having fun, but like like you're not at the same time, like you're kind of numbing something, you're trying to like drown out whatever internal turmoil mm-hmm. there is by being in this sort of party environment, by drinking, like you know, you know, whatever other drugs you want to indulge in. So like I think there's like a level of personality that comes through that helps sell the story because I think on paper you might be like, oh, house beat with rap, how well is that gonna go? Or a house beat from like a guy who's like known as a rapper. 
And mm-hmm. as someone who didn't like Odyssey, never mind that much, there's a little bit of like, ooh, how's this going to go? But he does it well because there's like a concept to the whole song. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, I'm just going to just use a house beat. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I Yeah, I think it's a really strong concept I put on that one. Um, it's it's not the only track on here that I really enjoy. Um, I mentioned earlier um, Snakes. Snakes like, is good. Like, really good. Snakes Very is really good. It's a lot of fun. Really great energy on it. Um, there's Again, a switch I, like, on that song at the end too. That shit goes there is. real hard at the end. Yes, it, it it you know I said Playboy Cardi uh, was kind of like what it reminded me, of, but like it also kind of reminds me. Uh, it's a really funny comparison to make. You remember when Mario Judah made his own whole lot of red? And, oh yeah, because um, Cardi would have released it. Yeah. Yeah. What was God, what was the one song called that he? Yeah, yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Um the like just like the way he kind of like ramps up his vocals in a lot and he like brings like a certain like roughness and intensity to the end i thought that like that was really cool um and it it kind of like him doing like a cardi type song and i i say cardi type just because it's got like that same like it's got that like um that type of energy that cardi is to attract and like he's doing like a little bit of a higher voice than he typically does um I think I think it's an interesting challenge for him to do, and I think like he actually like again like that easily. It, the the thing about challenges sometimes they don't always come together when you like you're there's some well may I should say sometimes you don't always rise to the occasion though. But I think it, he really does on this. It's a lot of fun, a lot of great energy, awesome. and uh, some really not like some hard delivery. Yeah, and I hate to like obviously I know he wants to stand as his own artist, and he certainly is, but like. Mm-hmm. I mean, we reviewed Jid so recently. He's very good at the, like, going in and out of, like, a flow. Or, like, even, like, he, like, throws in some melodic bits, right? There's a part yeah. in the uh, the first verse where he talks about, you know, of, uh, you know it's a shame because bro was by, you know, it like, it's Vato, but, like, he kind of, like, holds the O sound with, like, sort of a melody. And that whole mm-hmm. sequence is melodic. And it sounds really nice. And then he switches right back into, the like, kind of more of, like, a, a rap flow, less melodic. So I think... He's good at that. Like, he's really good at just, like, kind of moving in and out of, like, not just different flows, but, like, different ways he's using his voice, whether it be more melodic or your more typical, like, rap on a snare. Like, like he does that really easily. And it's not an abruptness. That's the hardest part, right, is to do that without being abrupt about it. But it sounds really mm-hmm. good. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, um, I liked Useless a lot. Useless I, is really I hard to listen to. I was about to mention Useless. It's yes, really hard to right. listen to, but it's very good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, he does inject some very like so. It's a very top song uh, about just feeling like useless. That's he says in the title. Um, and you know the hook is about his suicidal thoughts he's had. And you know, by the way, Chris, if you are for some reason listening to this, and I do appreciate it if you are. Um. Yeah, we wish you the best here, and we hope things are going okay for you. Yeah, his rollout um, was I when I think on the day it was coming out, the night of it coming out, he like wrote like a letter to himself like two years ago or a few years ago mm-hmm. when like he was literally gonna like he was like like very close to like jumping off a balcony or something. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. this album, you know, it's like it, it's, it represents a lot to him, like coming yeah. full circle from that point, like how far he's come. And then this song specifically probably is a touch point. I will say the Kuzma line, like in a song that's very like kind of like emotional, that Kuzma line is so funny and out of I, 
Well, that's what I was going to say. I appreciate him taking a serious topic like this, but also injecting like some a little bit of humor to it, yeah. Just saying, feel like I'm letting down half of my team. I feel like I'm Kuzma. First of all, he just liked me for real for that one. Because uh, I am like, the, like I slander Kyle Kuzma constantly. Just like he just like me for real. And then later he even says too, and like, this is another like, wow, he really just liked me. Was um they gonna say I'm like Cole, but imposter <laughs> syndrome make me feel like Tobias Harris because they look like yeah, he's funny. Like and I think that's like, really funny. It's kind of yeah. It's like it's a very fun, like a very like interesting way of doing this along this because like obviously you can just be dreary because it's a serious topic, but like those little moments of humor, it's because that's a real way people process this stuff is they make jokes. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, that was absolutely. nice. Like the references are very like interesting ways to add a little le- levity to a very serious topic. Also like. The insecurity about like him and his girl and her leaving and something about origami look lovely, but baby don't trust me enough to think bitches won't fold me up. It's a mm. very like the, mm. he he does he, the lines hit. It's a very good song and it's a very impressive way of tackling not only a tough topic in general but such a personal topic for him clearly. Yeah. So I'm very impressed by that. It's hard to do, dude. Like I mean, there's artists who have been around way longer than him who can't do that yeah definitely just being able to take like such a serious topic inject humor into it and not make it feel like awkward or forced is very difficult um and like that like that's i mean that's why like dark comedy is kind of like hard to pull off a lot for like in movies and everything because when do you cross the line and you're just being mean? Like, you know, like, when do you cross the line? It's, like, distasteful or something. But, like, I think, like, this is, like, the perfect balance of just, like, serious and also, like, these are my, like, unfiltered thoughts. But also, sometimes, like, you just make up a comparison that's, like, really funny. And it's, like, that's true. Yeah, I got that. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then my other point I'll say is I really like uh, – I like scared a lot because I mean rap mm-hmm. is poetry, but scared legitimately just felt like a poem. Yeah, the way he definitely. wrote it, um, it's very beautiful lyrically. Like just like it, it, it comes, it, it, it's so genuine. I think maybe and maybe that's something he can do because when you're younger and like people are like you're newer to a lot of people, maybe it's easier to feel more relatable. Like with comedians, right? When they get too big, that their humor loses relatability, mm-hmm. but there's something very uh, personal and relatable and touching about like being like let in on all of these thoughts and experiences. And I think the poetry of scared is really good. And then mm-hmm. I like how it kind of sets the ending is set up while well. rooftops is a nice closer as well. Yeah. About sort of like the trauma that lives inside of you and that being a part of you and you carry that with you. And then you know, some and like sort of like there's a level of like he kind of gets sort of his own mortality and how like this could all be over, right? And how he doesn't mm-hmm. know what the future holds. But you know, at the end of the day, all this like these this negative the pain and all the trauma, it's not gonna last forever. Whether now and like you can take that in a lot of different ways. You might say that means like you might not be around that much longer, and so that pain is gone because you're not here, or it might go away because you live a very long life and it goes away. I'd like you like to lead more positive, but I think this concept of like, regardless of where life goes, it's going to fade away and I'm going to move on in some capacity. I think that's mm-hmm. a touching sentiment of like, you know, you don't know what the future holds. It could be bad. It could be great. But what, you know, that positive ideal to carry you through is like, this isn't, the pain isn't lasting forever. You know yeah. what I mean? Live for tomorrow. 
because you know you don't know how many more tomorrows you're going to get that sort of mm-hmm. thing so i think it's a very uplifting way to end because obviously there's a bit of drear like doom and gloom that you might be feeling with some of these tracks so i think it is nice that like he's sort of there's like this it's not like overly positive to the point where it feels like cliche or sugary you know yeah so i mean i give him credit for the sort of the way he like lets us out on this one i definitely agree um i mean it it kind of um it, it, I'm going to draw like kind of a funny comparison. Um, Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> he made an album once called Nebraska, right? And it was right after he did um, Born to Run, where he became like massive. And Nebraska is basically about like, I would essentially describe it as like a series of just like really dark stories about people mm-hmm. in like middle America. Um, and then the last track, is it's basically it's called reasons to believe and it's mm-hmm. just like this very short like well not very short but like it's a simple song just kind of saying at the end of like everything here and even like things that happen in this song um mm-hmm. people still find reason to believe at the end of the day that things are gonna yeah. be better and that their life is gonna work out and everything so it's like that hopeful there's a it's you go through the difficulties of the album kind of like in a similar way and then at the end there's like this closure in a sense that you get of like, hey, mm-hmm. like there are these difficult things that are gonna happen, but there's reasons to keep pushing forward as well. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, sort of like there's an uncertainty. It could all end tomorrow, but there's that's no reason for you to sit here and hold on to the pain or whatnot. So and the title mm-hmm. of rooftops is good. Um, I'll say two more things real quick. I know I've been talking a lot. Uh I think mm-hmm. his features for the most part are pretty good. Uh, I don't think any yeah, of them I think so cracked. I will say, um, and I, I, I don't, I'm not really, because I really do think this is a good album. It's very impressive, especially considering like where his career is probably going to go. Like the career maturity this early is very good. There's mm-hmm. some songs that just aren't sticking with me as much. And maybe that's because like I'm not connecting to them, or maybe it's just because like, uh, you know, like Lead Me On is a good song, but like I don't particularly take much from it. I, I actually agree with you on that one. Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, like, that, that one I don't like. I don't see myself going back to it much, but it it just doesn't click with me exactly. I think it's just um, how should I say it? It's it just doesn't do like enough to grab me. I think that it's a bit like I I don't want to say necessarily generic, but um, it feel like it's to me it felt more like. I like you know I want to try an R and B song, and I get that. Um, I want to try sing, like this R and B song, sure. and he can sing. Yeah, he's a good singer. He's I've I've liked uh, songs of him where he sung before, like uh, 3 a.m. Um, like I want to try and throw an R and B song on here, and like I feel like it wasn't as polished, not necessarily, but it wasn't the quality that it could have been yet. Um, yeah and that's maybe some that's like a facet yeah. of his like repertoire that i'm sure he'll like that'll continue to develop because yeah. he has an eye, say, he knows how to do melodies and he can sing yeah again the melodies his singing voice all good like he's yeah. he's there on that just by yeah. like I, I don't i wouldn't say it's anything like that like oh do you get better at singing like no it's not like he's he's again he's got a really nice voice and i'll also say oasis i find from a content perspective to be 
redundant with flyaway because i get kind of the same stuff from both of them from like a mm-hmm. content perspective yeah. and that's not that like obviously this stuff is very personal so i'm not gonna sit here and say like oh your experience is redundant because you can feel that stuff multiple ways <laughs> and you can write about yeah. it multiple ways but i just think because and maybe the idea is it's supposed to lead into flyaway which seems like maybe a little more of like it kind of builds off of the same energy but yeah it felt yeah. a little bit of it felt like it was the same content wise as flyaway and i think i just like flyaway better because i like the beat the way the beat and the his lyrics work together but that's not to say it's a bad song or anything his songwriting on this is pretty iron like it's pretty bulletproof throughout like he's not i'm not groaning yeah. when i hear him come up with this stuff he's very genuine and he does a good job putting words together that really convey his emotions but there's just some there's just like spots on here where i think either the song is just not yeah like you said it's not like a standout or like maybe it's a little like okay this feels like i'm getting content why some of the same stuff he does very the production pretty well mm-hmm. so like i'm not getting a lot of that but yeah there's not really much more i can really say because without like i think at that point i'm getting nitpicky <laughs> to the to yeah, whatever i agree so, like, i think it's a good project i recommend you go listen to it especially if you're looking and that's what to say this isn't like a sad album throughout like i mean like the songs like snake gang activity up now have some punch to them even though like if you listen mm-hmm. to them, there's obviously some of that there's like trauma yeah. and scars and stuff on here, but there's uplifting notes and it's it's very well, it's very thoughtfully put together. So I recommend yeah, you listen definitely. to it. I'd say my top three tracks are Snakes, um, Fly Away, and Useless. I think Aiden, I don't know if you would say those are your favorite. Those are actually my three as well. I, the sound, I think it's the first, I think like we usually, okay, we have similar tastes in music, definitely. I think we're pretty aligned on this one, which is like yeah, we are a little rare, like that we're like this aligned. It's ve- it's we're a little too aligned. Uh, that's that's really funny. Um, wow. Okay, I promise we're both not reading off. The okay, fine. Right to now. be like, different, instead of, instead of useless, listen to insane. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take useless then. But yeah, go listen to it. Uh, it's mm-hmm. really good work from Chris Patrick. I'm excited. Yeah to see where this goes because he's very young and he's already very yeah. good yeah so, definitely. yeah it's like if we're using a sports analogy uh, you know he's like name any young elite player you know what i mean he's like mm-hmm. my homes he's like uh uh he's like zion jot like he's like very good already so it's like you yeah know, where could this go right so yeah good absolutely. album go check it out uh, Chris Patrick seems like a nice guy too, from what I see of him on Twitter and stuff. So check his stuff yeah. out. Check out X yeah, project. Absolutely. Well, but with that, we will leave you with the lessons of. Uh, well, we'll take the positive note from Chris Patrick that you know the pain will fade away. Live for tomorrow. You know what I mean? There's always another day. Um, mm-hmm. Don't cheat on your partner and don't commit HR violations. <laughs> I think those are the absolutely. Three. Those are the lessons from today, okay? Take those those with you. Lessons from today, class. Yeah. Yeah. But as usual, also, uh, once again, if you know anyone or are affected by the hurricane, stay safe, stay Mm -hmm. dry, and, you know, hopefully it passes and there's not too much damage to anyone's personal lives or the people they care about. So stay safe. Absolutely. On that front. And for the rest of our listeners, stay creamy. Yes, sir. Stay creamy.